The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masrowski. A quick check of the weather this morning. Kirk Apfel, meteorologist at the National Weather Service, is with us. Uh, Kirk, yesterday we were dealing with icy conditions, really, for the first time. What are we in for this morning? Well, it looks like we're going to have uh, some more uh, lake effect snow to deal with uh, during the morning commute today. Uh, the total amounts aren't going to be too high. We're only looking at you know an inch or two in most areas. However, the timing is not good at all. Uh, the band is developing as we speak and should push into the uh, the south towns uh, just before daybreak and then move across the uh, Buffalo metro area between roughly 7 and 10 a.m. this morning. Oh, I, I mean, that's a bad time to be... <laughs> <laughs> right when everyone's driving to work, right? Um, how much snow, uh, you, you know, how much of this are we expecting? Will any of it stick? Uh, it, it's uh, only looking an inch or two in most areas, uh, but of course it still could reduce visibility. And uh, yes, it is cool enough. You could uh, create some slick spots and uh, definitely stick to the grassy surfaces and uh, possibly the roadways if untreated. It's coming in off the lake. Does everybody get this or is this going to be just kind of a... You know, where you're in the band or, or you're out of the band, right? Um, yeah, the band will be moving. And so, yes, there'll be a lot of times when you may not be in it, and then the band will go through and you'll get the burst. And, of course, that's part of the problem is the snowfall rates in the band will be pretty good, even if it doesn't stay over your, over your location very long. Um, what about a look ahead? Uh, is this the last we'll have to deal with snow showers? The last we'll be saying that S word for a little bit? It looks to be. After this, we warm up and we'll be quite a bit warmer on Friday. And really all the way through the weekend, temperatures are going to lean near to above normal. All right, Kirk, thanks for the update. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. Kirk Apfel at the National Weather Service. It's 37 right now and lake effect to deal with this morning. Yeah, if you're just waking up, you know, getting ready to go to work, uh, I don't know, maybe leaving a little bit earlier, not a bad idea today if possible because of that snow we're expecting right in the middle of drive time. Well, the cold weather is here. Furnaces on all across western New York. And as some people at the start of the season look for a tune-up or even a replacement, sorry if that's the case for you, WBEN's Tom Puckett looks to see if the state's recent effort to ban gas-powered appliances has more people looking at alternatives. At Roy's Plumbing and Heating, Mike Dollendorf says he's getting a few calls about electric furnaces. As if there's been more interest due to, you know, New York State uh, clean heat marketing programs and public, you know, people want to know about it. And people generally do want to, I think, help the environment. And if they can do a clean heat situation, they'd like to. So people are asking about it. Dollendorf says Western New York is a heating community and believes the electrical grid is overtaxed as it is. He's not sure if that grid can handle the added stress of electric furnaces. Chris Trijankowski of PCS Plumbing says he's had a little more interest because of rebates being advertised by the state. It makes people more aware of it, that it's out there. And I think the incentive to do it uh, not, not that there's not incentive to do gas appliances still, but uh, I think it, it just brings people, it makes, it makes them it's forefront in their mind, I guess. They start thinking about it a little bit more. But what about geothermal furnaces? Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thanks, Tom.
In Buffalo, some council members are taking aim at Airbnb and other short-term rental services. WBEN's Brayton Wilson tells us why. A moratorium adopted by the Buffalo Common Council on Tuesday calls for an immediate but temporary hold in the Fillmore, North, and South districts on special use permits for short-term rentals in the city of Buffalo. This action comes as a result of the council's commitment to addressing the rising challenges posed by non-owner occupied properties utilized for short-term rentals. The council's trying to be proactive on this issue, which is not necessarily a citywide issue at this point, but it could be. I know Mitch is having some problems in Allentown, and I've actually had a large increase in the number of short-term rentals in the Grant Amherst neighborhood. Before it gets out of hand, I want to make sure that we take a look at this and do whatever is necessary to make sure that it's not a long-term problem. Gollenbeck feels there are a lot of issues that could spring up with this from census data, livable, affordable neighborhoods and other problems that the city could face down the road. To detail further, the Common Council says this issue is creating an affordability crisis and a shortage on rental units, as well as creating building safety concerns with thousands remaining unlicensed and unregistered. Peter Hunt from Hunt Real Estate feels the council's assessment of the issues with short-term rental properties are not unfair. When you take a house that could have been rented to a family, let's say, or even an apartment, and you turn it into short-term rental, it's just one less opportunity for a family to find a good and safe place to live. That is a problem and housing availability and affordability are two phenomenal problems in our economy today and in all communities. So I can see what the Common Council is thinking along those lines. More on the temporary moratorium for short-term rental properties in Buffalo is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, interesting, something we'll be talking about throughout the morning here with some live interviews on WBEN. Israeli officials responding to criticisms of bombings in Gaza. Foreign correspondent Ian Panel. In the same refugee camp, the Jabalia refugee camp, which is the largest in Gaza, another strike, more devastation. According to the Hamas-run local health authorities, more death and more people wounded. The Israeli Defense Forces said that they did carry out the strike, but they're adamant that they successfully managed to target senior Hamas figures, Hamas fighters, who are hiding in tunnels underneath. For them, these are absolutely crucial points. They say, we didn't start this. We are responding to the attack that happened on October 7th. New House Speaker Mike Johnson pushing a standalone emergency aid package for Israel. It's expected to be voted on at some point here this week. And the Speaker is trying to pay for it by cutting IRS funding. That's upset some Democrats, and today he got some unwelcome news because the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimates that the plan would actually raise the national deficit by approximately $12.5 billion. The GOP proposal would send $14.3 billion in aid to Israel, but includes no aid for Ukraine. President Biden has proposed a $106 billion plan that includes funding for Israel, Ukraine, Taiwan, and border security. Well, it's Christmas in November for Beatles fans. Out today, a very special new Beatles song. It's the last song that my dad and Paul and George and Ringo will get to make together. That's Sean Ono Lennon in a mini documentary about the making of Now and Then, which takes vocals from John Lennon from the 1970s, guitar parts from George Harrison in the 90s, and finishing touches done recently by Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. And it all uses special AI technology, which allowed them to separate and clean up the John Lennon vocals. The song is out at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and the documentary Documentary is out now on Disney Plus. Jason Athanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Something Ooh. I'll be listening for a little bit later on yeah. today. Um, I feel like this is. We talked about the Rolling Stones, right? Yeah. And it, like how impossible it is to be, 
you know, the greatest rock band of all time release a new record and like how are people supposed to judge it? Right. <laughs> you know, like right. it's so hard to do. This one might be a little bit different because it's just they're literally taking pieces from all over right. of like old recorded bits. I mean, this will always be known as the the AI yeah, deals, right? I, I think so. Kind Even of. though I, this, it's like the perfect use of AI. Computer program, go I in agree. an old demo to basically remove all the background noise and clean up the vocal. Oh, we'll see how it sounds a little bit later on this morning. And how about this? The Texas Rangers winning their first ever World Series. Uh, they beat the Diamondbacks last night in five games. Five nothing win. You know, th that's what October's all about. You know, if you're going to win the whole thing, you got to play unbelievable for a whole month. And that's what we did. You name it. Pitching, offense, defense, you know, base running, you name it. We found a way to win so many different ways. Just so proud of everybody on this team. Max Scherzer, uh, Rangers pitcher who was throwing the ball to Jonah Heim. Amherst native uh, and now a World Series champion. Very cool. I had a big hit in the game last night, uh, you know, to put the Rangers up and kind of put the game away. Yeah. So way to go. Uh, bring that World Series. Tro I was going to say bring that World Series trophy to Amherst. They don't really do it like the cup where they, no, uh, they all, don't. you know, parade it around. But bring the good vibes back to Buffalo and Western yeah. New York because we, we need it. We could use it for sure. Congrats to the Rangers and to Jonah Heim. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. A little rain and snow this morning. Changing to rain showers this afternoon. The lake band will push further north as the day progresses. Temperatures in the mid 40s. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy and breezy. Overnight lows in the mid 30s. On Friday, partly sunny. Strong winds were in the mid 50s. Mostly cloudy, low 50s on Saturday. With your Exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Fillmore District Council Member Mitch Nowakowski is joining us live this morning on WBEN. The council is pressing pause on adding more Airbnbs and short-term rentals to certain districts after concerns that there are too many of them. Uh, Mitch, good morning. Thank you. This is a like a timeout, but why? Thank you, Brian and Susan, for having me. So it is a timeout uh, that I did pass a moratorium for districts that opted in, which is North Fillmore and South. And I uh, placed a pause because we can anticipate new legislation that'll be before the Common Council uh, to vote on before the end of the year. And I really wanted to press a pause so that the council can vote on new legislation so that we don't retroactively have to go back to get the people that did end up applying for it uh, to get them into compliance because we have such an oversaturation in Allentown. And Allentown is a residential neighborhood, and I'm hearing from a lot of my constituents that residents, and they are now feeling that they live in a hotel district. And uh, I've been at block club meetings and, and housing court, and it's really turned into neighborhood disharmony where neighbors are against neighbors because um, they have to deal with the you know the quality of life issues uh, where people are you know enjoying uh, an Airbnb or a short-term rental and. Uh, they're on vacation and their neighbor is really, you know, living their, their daily life and, and raising their family. So it causes a lot of uh, a confliction of, of feelings and uh, norms. Uh, so I was just going to ask you, you kind of uh, explained a little bit there, but how big of an issue is this in Buffalo right now? Because uh, you're painting this picture in Allentown where it's become kind of talk of the town, so to speak. Uh, I've heard from other people, especially people from out of town who uh, look to come visit Buffalo and saying that, you know, the city really doesn't have a lot of options on Airbnb or some of these other uh, sites. So uh, is there, a, I don't know, a happy medium here or is it a major issue in the city as we speak? 
Yes. Yeah, so the first, we'll look at the data. So the Department of Permits and Inspections has an application where they are able to scan those websites and see thousands um, on uh, listed online, and then are able to cross-reference with what they have at City Hall on record. And there are potentially thousands and and over a thousand in Allentown that are unregistered. And I want to take that from two points. The first is the protection of the consumer. So if these units aren't inspected. Uh, we don't know if they're up to New York State building standards, if there's ingress and egress, if there are fire exits, if someone is renting their attic or their basement. And so that's to protect what the consumer is going to pay for, but that's also to protect first responders. So when they respond to calls, they know what they're going in, into. And a lot of it is, you know, this is for also for non-owner-occupied. For owner-occupied properties, you know, you could do what you want at your property. You know, that's fine. And that was really the genesis of Airbnb and B&B. Your host lived on site and gave you wonderful, uh, you know, recommendations to local amenities. And now it's really just an avenue for, uh, you know, out-of-town landlords to purchase properties and to just have short-term rentals and start turning them over like they're actual hotels in residential neighborhoods. How much of a problem are unregistered properties and how do you go about cracking down on them? It, that's one thing that we're going to have to really, uh, you know, take the bull by the horns because we have about 50 inspectors uh, that just ratified a new contract when we really need more inspectors because uh, to able to crack down, we need to get uh, folks into compliance by getting these inspected. And oftentimes when out-of-town people see a notice, they don't, they, they toss it in the garbage. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, there will be, I believe, before the council, the new legislation will fine you $500 a day to the property owner um, to get them into compliance. And it's one of those things where, you know, this is about, you know, health and safety and, and, and building code standards. And, and if you own property in the city of Buffalo, we have to make sure it's safe and it's up to standards. So. Uh, we can't mess around, and we really need to get people into compliance and to, and to take it seriously. Uh, you know, I mentioned before a happy medium, and uh, we've spoken in the past on this issue, not on this one in particular, with uh, Pat Kaler of Visit Buffalo Niagara, who has made mention a lot of times of Buffalo's need for you know more hotel rooms to get those online because you need those to attract bigger events. And certainly there would be a, a market in Buffalo for Airbnbs as you know a nice option for people to be able to stay as they come into Buffalo. A lot of people look at uh, these short-term rentals almost exclusively and not at hotels as much anymore. Where is the the happy medium? Because I, I'm, I'm sure you don't want to shut the city out of this entirely, but how do you find that balance of you know still making it an option for people who want to visit Buffalo? Uh, you know, the good point, and, and and that's certainly not you know not not the reason why you know we want uh, you know Buffalo to be competitive and our neighborhoods to be competitive, but we have to find that balance because you know it's it's the balance of being a council member residents um, and, and their needs and and also the needs of a of a you know of a total city, and so I see that the balance is you know limiting the amount of people or, or uh, units that one person can make a short term rental. So you know I had you know one person or or a couple applicants that. You know, one person purchased three properties on a street and wanted to make them short-term rentals. Maybe it's regulation of, of how many can be on a certain street uh, because the oversaturation um, is just it's, it's, it's conflicting with a residential neighborhood. And, and I think oversaturation in anything dilutes the product. Uh, so I think that finding a way in the code and in you know, zoning and planning uh, to have them equally dispersed 
um, in, in areas, you know, will create some, some form of harmony where, you know, residents, you know, can feel that they live in, in a neighborhood, uh, but that people can enjoy our amenities in our neighborhoods too. Mitch, how long is the pause and how is this impacting the housing crisis? So I placed on the floor and I amended it on the floor to December 31st because I wanted to, to demonstrate to people that, you know, I'm a man of action. I don't want to just have an open-ended uh, moratorium, that I am actively working on legislation to get something uh, passed. And it really has exacerbated the, the housing market, at least in certain areas, uh, because it's, you know, you're talking about 2,000 rental units that were long-term rental units, and you're taking them and wiping them off completely off the market. So so folks uh, can't long-term rent in some of these neighborhoods. And this is the city, This is the, and we live in urban areas, so a lot of properties are, you know, two to three uh, units on a property. So there will always be you know, a section of the population that will be that will be renters and, and hopefully long-term renters and, and be a part of the neighborhood. And so when you're wiping off um, all those units, you're actually also skyrocketing, the, you know, the price of housing because a landlord that usually is charging a thousand bucks for each unit, uh, you know, short-term rentals say, well, you can get 3000 for each unit. So that increases the comparables uh, that bankers use when they're selling these homes but it's also dramatically increasing the cost of rent because landlords are saying, look, I could get uh, $2,500 for only renting out a couple days of this unit instead of having a long-term uh, you know, tenant. And, and so these are the issues you know, when you're building neighborhoods and, and communities that you have to, you have to you know, take into account. Well, we appreciate the time this morning and helping us talk through the issue. Can't wait to see where it goes next. Uh, Councilman Mitch Nowakowski joining us talking about the Airbnb moratorium in the city of Buffalo. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.